Hello, my name is Rosanna Molunio and welcome to the Rosanna Mod Podcast. Want to modify your life? That is corny, but I'm going to keep it in there. This variety show brainstorms solutions for everyday challenges, unlocks your secret potential, think outside the box with creative ideas that improve your business and your life. Get inspired with special guests, get motivated with how-to projects for the whole family, and learn that life is too short for anything less than being happy. Laugh with me or at me, it doesn't matter, somebody's going to laugh. Welcome to the Rosanna Mod Variety Pod. This is your vessel and host, Rosanna Moduño, a.k.a. Rosanna Mod. This is episode 76, 76, and Buzzsprout sent me a congratulations on your 75th episode, so yay me, congratulations, Rosanna, and congratulations to all her listeners, every one of you who are listening right now, thank you for sticking with me. It gets better as I go, I hope you noticed something like that because if I didn't get any better then I wouldn't be wanting to do it right I think I should be improving at least I better be let me know if I'm not okay today we're going to talk about co-workers that suck I couldn't find a better title I kept thinking don't use the word suck but you know what they do so I've worked in a lot of places done a lot of things seen a lot of people and uh yeah for sure I have a lot of experience in dealing with the diversity of characters and personalities and I think that they've helped me grow as a person have given me a special skill set on how to deal with people like this and tolerate people like this you've got the butt kisser you've got the show off you've got the delegator the one who's bossy who thinks that they're a boss but they're not you've got the non-conformist the non-compliant the rebel you've got the passive one who well, the yes girl or the yes guy who does whatever they're told. You've got the older person who's got flatulence. You've got the girl or the guy who talked to themselves under breath. You've got the snake in the grass who, or the one who plays both sides of the fence who is all nice to you but then turns around and tells the boss everything you just told them. You've got the, well, basically we call them the rat and they don't really survive very long <laughs> anywhere. But And uh, then you've got the one who's the hoarder, you know, the one who... who takes everybody's work and we're going to deal with all of those. There's different types of co-workers as you can see, different types of employees because there's different types of people. People are human as I've always liked to say and humans have different personalities. They have different quirks. You might have your own quirk that you don't even realize bothers somebody else. You might be really surprised. So I have a suggestion at the end of this for managers, supervisors, and anyone or assistant managers or anybody that's in charge of training who might want to take heed and listen to my brilliant creative thought on this because I really believe that it's a good idea. I'm not going to go through each type of style of employee or each type of co-worker because they all have too many different things that they do. But the bottom line is going to fall on, does your work suffer because of this co-worker's activity or does your work suffer because of this co-worker's personality or it could just be it could be their personality this is how they are like the rebel for example maybe they just like breaking rules and that's just how they are but is it impeding your work is it hurting your work that's the bottom line if it's not then you're going to have to learn to tolerate I hate to say you're going to have to learn to be 
patient and really the word is tolerance and just recognize that everybody's different. Let's take an example. Let's take the butt kisser show off person who is also the hoarder, the person who takes everybody's work. If they've already been spoken to about it and or somebody has already brought it to their attention, hey, stop taking everybody's work and they're still doing it. Their excuse cannot be anymore. Well, I can't help it. I just can't help it. I just type fast. That's that's BS. Okay, let's start from that. Start from the reality of it. The reality is, if you've already been spoken to about it and you continually do it, you're no longer a butt kisser. You're no longer a show off and you're no longer a hoarder. Now you are just sabotaging. Now you're doing it on purpose. What are you trying to prove? You are no longer a team player because you are separating yourself from the rest of the team by taking everybody's work. What do you do with somebody like that? Well, I'm not the supervisor and I'm not the manager, but I know what I would do. You know, simple. If you're going to delegate work to everybody in the morning and everybody's got their own work to do, and there's a limited amount of work to be done in the office, and this person does all the work because they're, they finish all their work because they're so fast that they go into other people's cues or other people's positions and start doing their work, then you have a problem. Then you need to address it and you need to say, hey, everybody gets their own specific thing to do. Stop going into other people's uh, work. Do your own. When you're finished with your own, if you're that fast, I'm going to give you something else to do. Come to my desk and let me know that you're done. Maybe if other people have told you about it, you should really just sit down and look at it and think to yourself, wow, I didn't realize it was that bad that it came to this, that somebody actually had to tell me. It could be an OCD issue with you. Maybe you just can't help that. Maybe you're doing it on purpose, but you really can't help it. Maybe it is OCD. You get that checked. The point is, there's always a solution in the office with every type of different personality. This is my creative idea that I think would work. When you have a diversity of people, a diversity of employees with different backgrounds, different cultures, different races, What's the best way to handle that? First of all, you don't bring it to their attention. You don't bring it to the attention of anybody that they are different. That's the number one thing. And I'm going to tackle that in a whole nother episode about race because that's really what it is. You don't bring it to anybody's attention, right? Number one. Number two, you don't know your employees, managers. I'm talking to you. You don't know your employees. How do I know this? Because a lot of you were hired after, you know, like uh, replacing another manager. When you got to know this new group of of people that you were just hired on, you know, to uh, delegate or to, to work with, do you know each of them? Really? Have you looked at their resumes? Do you have the resumes in front of you? I think... My challenge to you would be go to HR and grab a resume of every employee that you have on your team today. Have a little file. Take the time. If you don't have the time, give it to your assistant manager and and both of you get a, a meeting together where you can actually look at all these resumes and then find out, first of all, from each uh, person, you might even want to do like a little, uh, one-on-one, a little meetup like a review, and just get to know the employee. Ask, is there anything new on this resume that you added, any skill set that you learned after you were hired here? Is there anything that you'd like to add? And then write it in, because they might have gotten their license doing something. They might have gotten, I don't know, their soldering license. They might have gotten 
their uh, Toastmaster license, which teaches them how to speak in front of groups. They might have learned a new language. They might have learned a new software program. Something that they didn't write down on their resume. Maybe they didn't get the time to update their resume, but these are crucial skills that you need that you might be looking for in your company that you're missing out. Well, this person's sitting right there knowing how to do it and you're looking somewhere else to hire. Totally missed opportunity. That's one thing that I need for you to know. I think it's really important that we do that. Pay close attention to our employees so that we know who is working for us, who these people really are. What is it that makes them tick? It's important that you know, because this way, there are no surprises. There are better ways to delegate work. Don't give the person that's got the OCD, you know, that needs to type fast a position that, uh, that doesn't have any work for her. Obviously, if she likes to type fast, well, give her some data entry to do. You know, help her work out in another department or put her in another department where there is data entry. That's all they do over there is work, 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 and have they have all these high numbers and no anyone's slow typers. And meanwhile, you've got this really fast typer over here. Well, then put her over there. Have her do work with them all day. You know, she gets through the work fast. So what's the problem there? That's the, fir that's the first solution, one of the first solutions that I have. Another solution is an idea as corny, corny, corny will go, really, really corny. It's a game. You write three things. Two things can be true and one thing can be false. So you send it out on email, everybody gets to respond or everybody writes their name down or the manager makes an email list of everybody's name in the department. And next to each name is two things that are, are truth and one thing that's a lie about them. Something that they do, maybe they, I don't know, maybe they know karate or something. You didn't know that, right? They're not going to talk about it if there's no room to say it. Or maybe another person is, they know like five languages. You didn't know that either. They didn't put that on their resume. Little things like that. And then you put it out there on a mass email and everybody else, you have to guess which is true, which is not. You don't have to do it in an email, I guess. Maybe you could just write it in a piece of paper. It's kind of fun. Send it out to everybody. And then everyone checks off the other person's name and see, or circles, which is the which are the true things and which are the fake ones or circle the one that's not true. Then they get to talk about it, you know, whether it's, I don't know, I, I see I'm, I'm all about talking in front of groups. I'm used to talking in front of a group. So to me, it's not a big deal, but I realize that some people are shy. Not everybody's going to want to talk in front of a group. So you have to respect that, you know, so you might want them to do it on email then and send out, yes, you know, I, uh, yeah, I'm a black belt in karate or jujitsu or whatever. And, I see, I secretly, uh, I don't know, I, I love karaoke and I secretly sing. You have to take these things into account because I think as a manager, you're missing out on these coworkers, on these uh, employees. And the reason, and I'm not getting off track here, I, I, it's still under the coworkers that suck theme. Because when you know all of these things about these employees, you're going to have less problem with co-workers that suck. Employees are going to have less problems. There's going to be less abrasion in the workforce, in the fabric of your team, because people are going to know something more about this person that might actually bring them together, not necessarily bring them apart. There might be, you know, maybe the person is uh, does something that the other one doesn't like. Oh, well, you know what? You got to deal with these things because it's diversity. And when you have a strong leader, your team is going to not only respect you, 
but they're also going to be able to work together in a much calmer and better, less hostile environment. It's so important that you do this. Get to know your team and coworkers that suck. Recognize that when someone tells you something that bothers them, that it really is bothering them and stop doing it. Stop bringing your food to work. You know, there's a break room, right? Nobody should be eating at their desk with food that smells. And I'm not talking about fruits. I'm talking about, because I do it. I do fruits. And I fruits are for a second and then it's gone. I'm talking about like bowls of pork soup with cabbage or something that people have actually brought into work and they sit there and eat it at their desk when there's a break room right there. Managers, please, if you see this happening, you don't have to wait for somebody to complain about it. Just, excuse me, why are you eating at your desk? No, that's food goes into, you know, hot meals or whatever. It goes into the break room. You go and you eat in the break room or you got your car outside. You don't eat in the workspace with food that smell. Coffee, donuts, that's okay. Cookies, drinks, that's okay. But something that smells, no, because it's affecting other people. Something that bothers you, bring it to their attention. You can't just sit there and expect things to get better if you're not going to say anything. You're not going to be known as the troublemaker if you file a complaint. It doesn't have to be a formal complaint. Send a little email to the supervisor and say, hey, you know, I noticed that what's her name keeps bringing, you know, broccoli soup over, you know, for lunch and it's really bothering me. That smell is really bothering me. Sometimes it only takes one person. That supervisor may not have paid attention, may not have really noticed. Maybe the manager's in a closed off area where they don't smell it, where they sit. Be proactive within your team. And as far as any other person goes, I mean, the older people that have flatulence, I mean, I used to work with, with a woman that had flatulence and she would buy, walk by my desk and fart every single time. It was disgusting, but I understood that she was older and she could help it. She had an issue. She would fart. I mean, they didn't smell. It was just a noise. You know, it was really horrible. But what are you going to do? It's a health issue. You know, if it did, if it did, I'm sorry to say this. It's, but if it did smell, then I guess I would have said something. You know, but it didn't. It was just a noise. So I just put my headset on and the case problem was solved. But sometimes you can't, you know, tune them out with uh, just a headset. Or sometimes you're not allowed to wear a headset so you can't tune them out. So just remember, this is it. Uh, just remember that the bottom line is... If it affects your work and the quality of your work and anything having to do with your work, then you need to fix it. You fix it by being proactive, by speaking out about it, by you're not confronting the other employee. You don't go over to the coworker and tell them, hey, listen, stop doing that, unless the coworker is your friend. If they're your friend and you talk to them every day, then yes. And if they've already been told and they still do it, then you need to, you need to move one step over that you need to you need to do it otherwise it won't get done or the one that's bossy you just tell her hey you're not my boss you're not the boss of me I'm not doing it so simple as that sometimes you can be a little bit confrontational without being confrontational it's called uh, diplomacy you learn how to do that when you work with totally different people every day so that's it. I hope that that worked for some of you. I hope that management has gotten some really good ideas and games that they can play to get their teams together. And I hope that if you work with someone who's impossible to work with, that you can find a solution here. And if not, you know, good luck. Then you might want to just, if it's that bad, you might want to transfer out of the department, you know, or seek transfer. On that note, if you guys think that you can handle this and want to do a 
podcast for yourself, then please look at the link below for Buzzsprout and click on that and it will take you straight through steps. If you'd like to support the show, please do. Link below. And don't forget that if you want to contact me, I am on Instagram at Rosanna Mod. Also, Rosanna Mod Shop on Facebook. Until tomorrow for Thursday Thrift and DIYs, God bless you. And what do we say and how do we say it? 